Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to the fourth review podcast. We're reviewing all 16 teams. In this one, we're reviewing the Cowboys, the Eels, and the Dragons. What a review podcast we've got for you here right now. Two massive clubs that had massive seasons, the Cowboys and the Parramatta Eels, and the Dragons as well, who had a pretty successful season, in my opinion. Uh, The next episode, the one after this, we've got the Roosters and the Warriors, and then the episode after that is the Manly Seagulls and the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulls. So two exciting podcasts after this one, but let's get this one underway. We'll start off with the North Queensland Cowboys and the season that they have had now. If you had told me 18 months ago that the North Queensland Cowboys would be a few games off winning a grand final, I would have laughed in your face. I would have laughed in your face because they were sitting nearly at the bottom of the ladder. They had a shocking season last year. And to get from the bottom four to the top four is a sensational effort there from the North Queensland Cowboys, a sensational effort. I think it's fair to say they gave everyone, including me, a shock this season. The emergence of the likes of Murray Taulagi, Ruben Cotter, Jeremiah Nanai, who was Rookie of the Year this season. I think that is absolutely unbelievable. We did not expect these guys to be as dominant as they were, especially, as I said, the Cowboys being closer to the bottom of the ladder last season to get what they did is a massive effort. Definitely over-delivered this year. You had the NRL experts tipping them for a wooden spoon. That's the type of season we thought they were going to have. They came out firing. Chad Townsend, the recruit, was a success. Tom Dearden, the recruit, was a success. To come into this season with two new halves, it was a massive effort. Tom Dearden really showing us why he is one of the better 5'8s in the competition. Really, really dominant season for him, and especially since he was a Brisbane Broncos reject at the end of last season was not going to be making the first grade side. Signed by the North Queensland Cowboys, we were thinking why has Todd Payton signed this guy? He delivered Tom Didden. He delivered Chad Townsend as well. Obviously didn't have the best end of the season last year with the New Zealand Warriors, but he definitely had a strong year this season with the North Queensland Cowboys. A dominant one as well. A really successful premiership winning halfback and he showed that with the North Queensland Cowboys. Nearly getting to another premiership with them as well. Literally a game away from a grand final, the North Queensland Cowboys. Massive effort from them. And they were consistent as well throughout the entire year. There weren't massive slumps where they were losing a large portion of games. They were definitely winning really consistently rather than losing. So, as I said, a massive turnaround, especially considering last year where they were closer to the bottom four. Massive turnaround. And as I said before, Tom Deed and Chad Townsend, major question marks heading into this year, but super successful. The emergence of Murray Taulagi. Wow. Wow. What a season this guy has had from being unknown pretty much to any other NRL fan, especially North Queensland Cowboys fans making his way into this side and then at the end of the year playing for his country, playing for Australia. That is unbelievable. And then you've got Valentine Holmes as well, a big question mark going into this season, particularly around the position conversation. Where was he going to play? Was he going to play on the wing? Was he going to play in the centres, which he ended up playing in the centres? Was he going to play at fullback? We really didn't know where he fit into this side. 
maybe a few games in. They chucked him at centre, and that's where he stayed for the rest of the season. I think that he is one of the more dominant centres and one of the more consistent centres in the competition now ever since they've put him there. A really strong year from Valentine Holmes, and that edge with Valentine Holmes and Murray Taulagi on it. It was so dangerous and well used by the North Queensland Cowboys this season. Massive, massive year from them. And then the coach, Todd Payton. Todd Payton, the coach of the year, getting his side from the bottom four to the top four. Massive effort from him. And it's not really common that we see a coach come into a side and turn it around this quickly. We thought it was going to be maybe one or two years, maybe even longer before the North Queensland Cowboys became successful under Peyton, but he flipped the narrative straight away. There were a lot of rumors he was overworking them in training, really working them hard, but it was all better for them because they came out, especially against the top eight sides, and really competed, really put the foot down. Jeremiah Nanai, 17 tries this season. Aerial master, really fast, really good right foot step. Really solid player, Jeremiah Nanai, and a solid season for him. A really good rookie season and an uncommon rookie season as well. He's 18 years old and he's doing incredible things with a footy in his hands. So massive effort there from Jeremiah Nanai. Also, Ruben Cotter. Going into this year, he was a depth dummy half. They were going to use him if they needed him. He came into the side as a 14, playing off the bench as a dummy half. He was a hooker at the start of this season. They moved him into the front row. And he makes his origin debut. Now, the rugby league guru called this one, and we were just sitting there thinking, what the fuck did he just say? This may be the weirdest call that the rugby league guru has made, but didn't he prove us wrong? Didn't Ruben Cotter prove us wrong? He came out, started in the front row, and everyone was thinking, what is he doing in the front row? But he scored a try the first game he was there, and he really changed the game of a front rower. Really changed the game of a front rower. Makes his debut in origin in the front row, in the back row at lock forward. He's established himself as one of the better front rowers in the game at the moment, Ruben Cotter. And as I said, the whole side in general, what a massive season from them. Jason Tamalolo, there was a few controversies around him and whether he was going to be in the side. Uh, Todd Payton even said that he may or may not drop him as well and that he was playing shockers. There was that pref conference where he absolutely lost it, Todd Payton and everyone was thinking, Jesus Christ, this is where they're going to fall apart. But they didn't. They strived on and they got into the finals, nearly making a grand final as well. And Jason Tamalolo coming around at the back end of the season and putting together some really strong performances. He was solid and I think, I still think he's a better front rower. I still reckon they should chuck him in the front row because I think he'd be solid there. I think that's where the game's at. I really do. I think the game is at the point where these more mobile, uh, really good footwork and fast front rowers are suited better to the game. And that's why Ruben Cotter in the front row works worked so well, and I think that's why Jason Tamalolo in the front row would work so well. Scott Drinkwater, another topic of discussion in this side. Was he even going to be in the side? He started the year not in the side. Obviously, Val Holmes was at fullback, and we were thinking, when the hell is Scott Drinkwater going to come into this side? He's a fantastic player. We were just sitting at the edge of our seats waiting to see when he would come into this side, and he ends up coming in at fullback, and the rest is history there. He was outstanding, outstanding. 
at fullback for the North Queensland Cowboys, especially at the back end of the year. He was amazing. So Scott Drinkwater, another guy that deserves a lot of praise. Coming from the Melbourne Storm, not really having a solid place in this side, more being a depth player to now being the starting fullback for the side and having some really big games for them this season. Really solid effort there from Scott Drinkwater. But look, we mentioned this guy before. He is the shining light, Jeremiah Nanai. Rookie of the year, 17 tries this season. Great footwork, great ball work, solid back rower, 18 years of age. Whatever argument you want to use, this guy is a freak. Definitely deserved Rookie of the Year and definitely my shining light this season. Sensational year from Jeremiah Nanai. He averaged 100 metres per game and 31 tackles per game as well. 90% tackle efficiency. His X factor as well is just something to add to that, especially his agility, his tackle breaking ability, his aerial ability as well. This guy is an absolute freak. And we can also talk about the young gun forwards in this side, not just Jeremiah Nanai, Griffin Name off the bench, an underrated year for him as well. He's been consistently in the side for the Cowboys, especially at the back end of the year. And I thought he really put in some solid knocks for them, especially off the bench, playing around 30 to 40 minutes per game and really ripping and tearing, really showing why he is a really solid bench front rower. believe he also made the New Zealand Kiwi squad in the middle of the year when they had that little game, the Pacifica Cup, I think it was called. And you wonder why he had a solid year as well. Tom Gilbert in the back row, another solid back rower for the North Queensland Cowboys. They lose him to the Dolphins next year, but they've got a lot of solid guys coming through, especially in the forwards, where I think that will make up for Tom Gilbert. But look, to sum up the North Queensland Cowboys review, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, fantastic. Valentine Holmes, Scott Drinkwater, Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend. The entire 1-17 for the North Queensland Cowboys was fantastic. And Todd Payton's coaching game was phenomenal. Getting this side from the bottom four to the top four, a massive effort from the North Queensland Cowboys. What an amazing year. But the next team we are doing is the Parramatta Reels, the guys that just missed out on winning the comp. I think Brad Arthur had a really underrated season this year. There was talk of him being sacked from the club, being replaced by the club, but a really underrated year, a really underrated year for Brad Arthur, especially where he got his team from being the side that always folded, that always missed out on the big dance to the side that made it this year. The work ethic of the players as well, Gutho, Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown really exploded this year. It was a massive year, a massive year. Uh, for the Parramatta Reels. As I said, the side that doesn't usually make it, but the side that made the big dance, a massive year for the Parramatta Reels. In a season where you didn't really know where you stood with them, some games they would be quite poor, some games they'd be amazing, especially versing the Penrith Panthers this season. They won two out of four or two out of five games against the Penrith Panthers this season. That is a massive effort. To say you've won two out of five games against the Penrith Panthers, who are extremely dominant in this competition at the moment. Super impressive there from the Parramatta Reels. I feel like that's a bit of a strange thing with the Parramatta Reels. They go really well against the good sides and sometimes they just go really poorly against the bad sides. Well, not the bad sides. There's no bad sides in this competition, but the sides that are further down the ladder. Put it this way, I think they go better against the good sides and then against the sides a bit further down the ladder. They tend to struggle a little bit, which is kind of weird. But hey, that's not what we're talking about here. 
They are a side that made the grand final this year. They definitely over-delivered. Finally getting there after about three or four years of just slowly creeping their way closer and closer to a grand final. They finally got there this season. A massive year for the Parramatta Eels. The thing is with the Eels, they had massive setbacks, especially against the West Tigers and the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs earlier in the year. But they didn't let that disrupt them. And that's the thing with the Parramatta Reels. 90% of the time, they show a great deal of resilience. And they don't let the setbacks disrupt them. And they come back the next week and they do something amazing. And look, going into the grand final, we all thought it was going to be much closer than it turned out to be. But the Parramatta Reels, they were just shook. They were just shook at the end of that game. I think that Penrith really got in their heads, especially in the forward battle. They came out in the first 10 minutes and we thought, fuck, this is going to be the best game we have ever seen because these forward packs are just going at each other and they are really showing a we don't care if we die mentality because some of the hits we saw, some of the runs we saw, it's like the forwards from both sides were just running into a brick wall again and again and again until one of them folded and it ended up being the Parramatta Reels. 10 minutes in, the Panthers win the forward battle and they win the mind game and they just absolutely explode and they show their season dominance which they've shown all year. So massive credit to the Penrith Panthers but we're talking about the Parramatta Reels here. They made the grand final and it's a massive effort from them. I thought Moses was incredible this season and so was Dylan Brown. I thought Dylan Brown, I would say it was a tie for shining light. I would say it's a tie between Moses and Brown. Moses, just because he is just an absolute freak and he opens games up in big ways and he really likes to stand up against the big sides. And Dylan Brown, because at the start of the season, we were all giving him criticism saying he can only defend. That's all he does. He just defends. He's a really good defensive half, but he doesn't have much more to his game other than that, he proved us wrong this season. He really did. He showed us that he's got a lot more to his game, his agility, his speed, his ball playing. He really upped his game and he showed us how good of a 5'8 he actually is. And he's now, I would say, the sole 5'8 for the Kiwis going forward. He's an unbelievable player and he just shows so much heart every single game and he can really break games open in big ways and so can Moses. And I think that they've really started to connect as a halves pairing. I would say last season they were just trying to gel and things weren't really working out and I think that's why they had a bit of an on and off season because they were trying to gel and it just wasn't working. This season they pretty much fully gelled and they've shown us why they're such a dominant house pairing in this competition. So look, if I had to pick one shining light, one sole shining light this season, I would have to pick Dylan Brown because I think he's one of the more improved players in this competition. As I said, from being a solely defensive half to adding a bunch of other things to his game and really showing them to the fans, I think that he has to be one of the more improved players this season. I think that he's their shining light for sure. A great season this season. I think next season, their premiership window, it's going to be a little bit slimmer, especially since the fact they're losing a guy like Reid Marnie, who has been so good in their spine. They're getting a guy like Hodjo, who's very similar, but there is the scare of him redoing his ACL. And if that happens, they've got Mitch Rain, but I don't know how far they're going to get with Mitch Rain, as good of a player as he is. Hodjo brings a bit of experience to the club, but he's also getting a bit older now. And as I said, there is that scare that he redoes his ACL or something 
something happens to him, to his leg. So that's definitely something to watch. Also, they're losing Isaiah Papali'i, who has been sensational, sensational for the Parramatta Reels this season. He's really shown us his dominance, obviously coming over from the Warriors, was given a second opportunity in the NRL and really delivered, really delivered and became one of the premier back rowers in our competition. He's going to the Tigers and Jermaine Hopgood from the Penrith Panthers is coming over to the Parramatta Reels and I think he is going to be something else for them. I've got huge wraps on Jermaine Hopgood. Everything he's done with the Penrith Panthers, the lock forward, he'll most likely be playing in the back row. I don't see him playing in the 13. He'll most likely be playing in the back row or maybe he goes to lock and Ryan Madison shifts into the back row, but Either or, I think that he's going to have a massive year. Jermaine Hopgood, I think that he is definitely one to watch going into next season. But anyway, we're not previewing next season. We're looking at last season and the yields. They had a pretty solid season in my opinion. But anyway, let's look at the St. George Illawarra Dragons now. Now, definitely at stages of the year, I thought the St. George Illawarra Dragons, they were destined, destined for finals, especially with the Broncos dropping out as well. I think they looked a little bit more likely to get into the top eight. But the Raiders, they obviously still stole that box seat. If you want to go listen to that review, by the way, that is a few episodes back. If you scroll down a bit, I think I did it with the Melbourne Storm. So make sure you go back and have a little look at that one. But we're talking about the Dragons here. Destined to make finals, it just wasn't meant to be. They had some big wins during the year against the Roosters, against the Rabbitohs, against the Raiders as well. They had some really solid performances this season. As I said before, looking destined to make maybe the seventh or eighth spot. Uh, but it just wasn't meant to be for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. What a year for Ben Hunt. What an absolute weapon. Ben Hunt playing in the hooking role for Origin and having a really successful run there, having a really successful run at the St. George Illawarra Dragons in the number seven jersey, pretty much carrying the side on his back as they make their way to finals. As I said before, wasn't meant to be. It's five out of their last six games of the regular season, which meant it was pretty much impossible for them to make it into finals. We've got to give credit where credit is due to Anthony Griffin. The money ball tactic, getting some cheapies, trusting on the development of some of their young players, Junior Amon or Talatau Amon, playing in the 5-8 jersey at the back end of the season. Now, I've said this a few times, chopping and changing halves, pairings, it doesn't really go too well for you, but they sort of solidified the halves pairing with Talatau Amon and Ben Hunt in the halves, which I think will work really well for them next season. They've got to keep it consistent though. They've got to keep those two guys in the halves consistently. I thought Amone had a really strong season, particularly at the back end when he scored three tries in two consecutive games. He had a massive year, Amone, and I imagine that he will be the 5'8 going into next season. Matt Fagai as well, another young bloke that they trusted in this side, had some great games on the wing, a really strong winger as well, and a really talented one. Cody Ramsey, he's going to be the fullback next season for sure. I think that he just provides such a great amount of X-factor, a great amount of speed, and a really great running game as well. So Cody Ramsey, he's got to be the fullback for me going into next season. A really solid rookie season from him, debuting halfway through the year and solidifying a spot in the fullback jersey. Unreal year for Cody Ramsey. Moses Sully and Jaden 
Jaden Sewer. I thought those two had a really solid year as well. Jaden Sewer obviously having those two suspensions in a row, which didn't really work out for him. But all in all, I thought those two had a pretty solid year, especially Moses Sully in the centers. I thought when he was there for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, he was great. The best game that I've seen from the St. George Illawarra Dragons all year was Anzac Day against the Sydney Roosters. That was the most solid performance I've ever seen from the Dragons. The underdog side that wasn't really meant to win it and they came out really strong, really shocked the Roosters and had a massive game in that one. They led 14-0 at halftime. The St. George Illawarra Dragons like to do that against the Sydney Roosters who were massive favourites in that game. It was a strong effort from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. And then after that game as well, they won three out of their next five games, which was absolutely amazing uh, from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. You sort of thought they were going to make finals for sure then. As I said, obviously not meant to be, but I think next year they're going to be favourites to be in the top eight for sure. I would definitely have them in the top eight next season. I think they need better quality signings. That's the only tip I would give the Dragons going into next season. They've had some weird ones where they've signed some cheaper players. They need to go and get a higher echelon of players now. They've got players on some pretty big contracts, some that would sort of need to be downgraded to get some more guys in that side. I think they need a solid dummy half. Andrew McCulloch's been in and out of the side. I don't know if they have much faith in him. They definitely need a solid dummy half going into next season. Whether that's Jaden Sullivan because they want to keep him in this side. They want to re-sign him. They don't want him to leave to go to the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Whoever it is, they definitely need a solid dummy half going into next season. That's a problem that they had uh, going into this season as well. They've signed Jacob Little from the West Tigers. Don't know if he's going to be the solid dummy half they need, but we'll find out going into next season. And just a recap on this season, Ben Hunt, incredible. Some of the young guys they got incredible, Cody Ramsey and Talatawa Mone. All in all, a solid season. I can't wait to see how they go next year.